Welcome to episode 19, part two. This is the journey of being a mother in that first 12 months, sharing my own journey and then also delving deep with one of our beautiful productive mamas and also one of my dear friends as she had her baby girl just one week before I had my baby boy. Hi, I'm Karen, the founder of Pregactive, and through this Pregactive podcast, I'm going to help you to feel empowered, informed, and confident through your pregnancy and motherhood journey as we talk all things health, mind, and fitness. Now, if you haven't listened to part one of this episode, stop now, go back and listen because we're about to head right into where we left off as Sophie asks me all about me fitting in the exercise when I had a newborn and how I did it, but also some tips and tricks for new mothers in the same situation. But do you think for anyone listening to that, they would think, you know, that's, uh, I mean, not not to say like that's easy for her to say in sort of a negative way, but do you think people can genuinely relate to that, like doing exercises in the middle of the night? I mean, I'm coming from a place of, you know, that's your, that's your expertise, that's mm-hmm. your industry. Um, you know, you're obviously very, um, you know, intuitive with the way your body feels and you know your body really well, but for people that don't, for people that aren't that fit or, you know, don't exercise regularly or find it difficult to exercise regularly, how do they implement things or how do they find the, the will or the way to implement little things like that? Because I find it difficult to prioritize it. I guess that's right. what I'm trying to say, you know, how do you mm-hmm. prioritize it? Because you know it's good for you, but how do you prioritize it when you've got so much else going on? You're so exhausted and you're so, yeah, preoccupied with your baby and you want to do you've it. Got to, but yeah, you you've got to find the number that works for you. Mm-hmm. So if, for example, as we said before, 20 minutes mm-hmm. for me was just like there is no way. And for me, eight minutes was doable and then I won the days or nights or whatever that I was like, I can't do eight minutes. Mm. Then four minutes was my thing. And it wasn't exactly four minutes, but it was pretty much around that. And four minutes. And that's worth it? Four minutes? A hundred percent. Goodness. Yeah. Anything like is worth one it. minute is worth it. And that's okay. the thing. We sit so much, particularly as new mothers, we sit. Yeah. And what you need to do is you need to, all your muscles need to uh, activate to help to, um, you know, contract and release. Contract and release is, is what they do. And it helps with blood flow. Mm-hmm. And when you're healing, particularly early postpartum, you want to be able to encourage blood flow to help healing. And you know whether it's a cesarean section, you want to help the healing of that. So sitting still mm. or just holding a baby for majority of the day is not helping with all of that um, 
movement now. No good. In saying that, you don't want to be overdoing things because you've got your pelvic floor that ha- needs to recover. Mm. And early postpartum, I did as much as I could horizontal. Yeah, yeah. So, so if there was any, um, you know, text messages or phone calls or anything like that, I tried to do them lying down. Mm. And it, it's the same with anything. And, you know, so I do often get emails from people going, I'm, you know, I'm four days postpartum, what can I do? And it's like, you need to lie down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because even just sitting, sitting puts pressure, you know, um, with gravity down onto your pelvic floor. So regardless of that, if you've had a v- vaginal birth or a cesarean, you need to look after your pelvic floor because mm. you've just been pregnant for nine months and that pressure. Mm, that's great advice. Um, that's a great little tip. I think you yeah. reminded me of that time. Also a postnatal physio that I saw had given me that little tip as well and it is really important and something that you don't really realise. You think sitting, you're resting, but you're not resting the right muscles and and organs and area that you need to be after childbirth yeah exactly so you want to do some recovery but you've got to be gentle about it Mm. otherwise you get to a particular point in your postpartum journey you get frustrated Mm. because you haven't done anything and then you're like all right I'm gonna go for a run that was exactly me (laughs) it's exactly what I was about to say I remember I told you that I was like I've been running and you were like Sophie be careful (laughs) go back to exercising your pelvic floor you've inspired me i'm doing my pelvic pelvic floor exercises right now by the way (laughs) and that's the thing you know going on i guess in our journey um like for for me five months Mm -hmm. was the point where i felt good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i had been doing my exercises pretty much most days, and when I say exercise, I feel people think I go off and do big, heavy, strong move. I'm talking mm-hmm. very gentle stuff. Mm-hmm. But being doing something most days, you know, doing some gentle walks and stuff like that for about four and a half months. And at that point is when my body really started to to come back into shape a bit more. And I remember doing a post and I also remember my husband saying, because um, I said to him, I feel really good. Mm. And he goes, you should. You look great. Oh. You should shout it from the rooftops. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I should because often, you know, it's I'm a mum now and yeah, that's it. But, um, yeah, really feeling good at that point, particularly being, you know, struggling through that three- to four-month period was really hard for me. Mm. And then coming into this fifth month and going, oh, good. (laughs) All that work actually has paid off. But that's the thing. I do see it often. People go, oh, good, I'm here now. Like I've got to that finish line. It's like, no, No. you're at the first drink stop. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. One of the biggest things that I've learned that, you know, everything's a phase. Everything's a phase with the baby. And then also with you as the mum too, you know, like you just said, you go through different phases of feeling good, feeling bad, feeling in between, but it it passes and it changes. And I think, you know, being a mother for the first time around, you don't have that beautiful hindsight yet. So you don't know, you haven't learned, you haven't experienced it. So it's really difficult in the hard times. It's really hard because you don't know how long 
it's going to go on for or if, if that's just it, you know, is it just this hard? It's what I remember yes. feeling really early on, like, gosh, I had no idea that it was this hard. I I want to change my mind. <laughs> I want to give the baby back. No, not to, not to that point. But like, yeah, just sort of, gosh, I didn't realise it was like this. And then that time passed. And, you know, it's funny that you say, say that the three to four month time was difficult for you. I really loved that time. Honey and I had okay. really settled into each other. Um, you know, I was never sort of implementing much of a routine until she was about six months. Um, mm-hmm. But she was, you know, a really calm, calm baby at that stage. She'd just fall asleep happily on a mat on the floor or in the car or on me or, you know, she was feeding well, she was sleeping well. She was, it was, yeah, we, we, we had a nice flow going by that, by that stage. And, there, and she was sort of more interactive, which was beautiful. And um, I loved that was probably one of my favorite times three and three and four months. So and I love that. I love this comparison, but I love us talking openly about this mm. because everybody listening, like you know, you're either there or you're here, and that's the thing is, do not compare yourself to the other mum mm. or the other people because everyone's different. Mm. But know that you know, there's ebbs and flows for everybody's journey and they're just sometimes at different stages. So, for example, if I had have been talking to you, which I probably had, and I probably hung up the phone to you one time after you go, oh, isn't this wonderful? And me going, oh, that is Sophie. So perfect. I don't know about that. But, yeah, that's how it makes you feel sometimes when you speak to someone yeah. and they're really positive about it and you're like, oh, gosh, okay. I know. Not what's going on in my world. Is there something wrong with me or is there something wrong with my baby or is there something, yeah, am I not, you start doubting everything and. That's it. Well, I I was also blessed with two other friends who were, uh, they had their babies two months after us. Mm -hmm. So I also go through that journey with them and I remember, yeah, being at whatever it was, five months and I was speaking to one of them and she's like, oh, this is hard and la, la, la. And I go, you know how hard three months was for me? Mm. Like this happened and my hair and I felt horrible and I felt ugly and, you know, everything was going wrong. And she's like, really? (laughs) I'm like, yeah. She goes, makes me feel so much better. Yeah. Like don't compare yourself and and know that it's okay if things are going not so great Mm. and everyone has bloat days and everyone has, you know, all of that sort of stuff. It's It's so important to share the good, the bad, the in-between, isn't it? And I've been so, you know, inspired by this whole motherhood journey and, um, you know, partly the reason why I started a podcast of my own with a girlfriend of mine, one of my best friends that we've been friends for, you know, almost 20 years. We went to high school together and we have a beautiful friendship. But since having... Talking in common podcast, very, very good. Shout out. Yeah, go check it out. Um, But we, um, yeah, like we, we have had a beautiful friendship over these 20 years, but bonding over motherhood just deepened it so much Mm. and it it just you know we both really found this um sort of common interest in 
yeah, sharing and, and learning and just like really getting the most out of this experience as we can because it's such a fleeting time of your life, you know, having babies and having small children, like it's actually a really short time of, of, of so your short. life. Mm. And um, it's just, yeah, it's just I think, like you said, it's just so important to share stories that um, show your vulnerability or show that, it's been difficult as well because it supports others. It helps others. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. The one word that stays with me is impermeable mm. and meaning that things aren't permanent no. and nothing's permanent because we all live and then we all die at some point. Like life's not permanent. Nothing's actually permanent. And I feel like so many people get attached to things. Mm -hmm. And so if you get attached to something, particularly in motherhood, good luck to you Mm -hmm. because there's going to be a point where that goes. And when we talk about our babies, obviously they grow at such a rapid rate as do we and as do our relationships with other people Mm -hmm. and everything changes. So to get so fixated on holding on to something, staying the same, Mm -hmm. it's just not going to happen. And again, coming back to that expectation, if you expect something to stay the same, then you're going to be very disappointed mm. and that's where you just want to go with the the flow. Mm. <laughs> it's hard but knowing that something else is ahead of you and just keep swimming, I feel, yeah. just keep swimming, just keep just swimming. Keep swimming. <laughs> and, you know, going going forward is a good thing. Like we're at the point where Max isn't yet walking and it's like oh come on come on it's like hang on Mm. he's gonna walk for the rest of his life he's gonna run most of that time but he's just going to be on the move why are we trying to get him to do it you know like it's so exciting it's that stage we're at we're like oh is he about to do it but hey he will for sure Mm. 100% he will walk and it's gonna come at its own right you know why rush it because you can't get your baby back i know it's like okay you can walk now but come on just crawl for me (laughs) little baby again (laughs) how are you feeling about it all now now that max has won good Mm. i feel so in tune with him now Mm. i feel like um back i don't know when it was the six month maybe stage i was I was um, so getting used to our little routine. I knew when he sort of was wanting to go to sleep and I knew roughly how long normally he would sleep and I sort of got attached to that because (laughs) here I am saying don't don't get get attached to things. (laughs) But I do, you know, it's so, so normal to do. And so when he changed, I was like, oh. But now I'm like, oh, I just, God. I love him so much. Oh my god, it's actually sickening, isn't it? Crazy how much you love them. Love like him. everyone says that and yeah, I suppose you just don't understand it until you experience it. No. But I have found it so overwhelming how in love with this child I am. It's crazy. I'm laughing because the other day I was writing in his journal. So um when we were pregnant, it was Father's Day was coming up. I can't remember what we were, like 20-something weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. And um, so for Father's Day, I bought my husband a journal 
for us to journal to this baby, Mm -hmm. which I'm so glad because I love journaling, but it's been really, really nice. Anyway, I've obviously continued writing in it. And the other night I was writing in it and we were in bed and I am just bawling my (laughs) eyes out, like sobbing my way through this. And, you know, Paul's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I I just love him so much. And so I read out what I wrote. I don't even know what it was. I just wrote all these nice things. But each each day there's something little that he just does and I just love it. And I love how much he loves me and he shows me that. So to answer your question, it's so good. Mm. I just love this time um, because he has this cute little personality mm. and that's one thing I didn't expect. Mm. I mm. did not expect them to have such a cool little personality in that first year. Mm. I was thinking, okay, cool, once they start, you know, walking and talking is when it will all really come out. Uh-uh, he's blabbing her away with all these different little sounds mm. but he's just doing his cute little smile and all that sort of stuff so it's amazing when you start to sort of have a little insight into their personality see their reactions to things and you know even when they can't speak yet and they and they can't communicate in a way that we normally do with other you know human beings but you have this little um, connection with them that's just amazing and you know what you sort of can see their little brain ticking over and see what they're thinking and they're so curious and you know (laughs) eager and watching everything and it's truly amazing it's just beautiful it it really is one thing that I found difficult was uh or also a bit unexpected was the the weaning off of breastfeeding mm-hmm. so for me we were breastfeeding and then there was a change in how much I was breastfeeding because we introduced a bottle mm-hmm. at um one stage so the night feed was a bottle and that was I think it was about eight months but certainly something changed at eight months I think we dropped a feed something like that because he's eating more food but whatever happened it was at eight months and about two weeks after that I got my first period mm-hmm. and I remember just a total flip in my hormones and my metabolism mm-hmm. because before then I could eat a horse and more like I was just starving all the time and I would just eat and eat and eat as a lot of new mothers who are breastfeeding do because your your demands your energy needs your nutrient needs as a new mother when you're breastfeeding is huge Mm. there's so much I think there is more than a teenage boy I don't know but they're just real if you're it's real yeah right and and so that change I found significant mm. and as have the most recent change where I've now stopped. So I was about 11, 11 and a half months, we've stopped completely. Mm-hmm. And that has done a full 360 with my whole body yeah. because my boobs have shrunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never had boobs, was fine with that. Mm. Then I got some yeah. with pregnancy <laughs> and, and um, postpartum and, and I was you. like, I don't like them. 
I'm the same. And and so then to get them taken away from me, yeah. I was like, oh well, that's no fun. Yeah. And I'm probably a little more deflated than before as well. <laughs> yeah, they're no good. They're no good at all. But then um then my my belly, like I've been really bloated and my metabolism has slowed even more and I just feel this total shift and I totally understand when women just get so frustrated because they think, oh, no, it must be something to do with my exercise or something to do with what I'm eating. Mm. It's like, hang on a second. If you've changed something to do with your hormones, mm. then there's going to be a significant shift and don't be too reactive on that because your body is just processing what that change is mm. and that's something really to remember particularly that weaning off and the other thing to remember is pelvic floor is so important uh, in this stage so if you're weaning off um, then your hormones are changing as are everything in your body and so if you're going to go off for a run then you need to make sure that you're doing your pelvic floor because this is often a time after people stop breastfeeding, that um, pelvic organ prolapse. Interesting. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it can be, you know, a year or more after you've had your baby. So people think, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah I can yeah. sneeze. Surely I'm fine. Sneeze it's, without, been a, it's been a year, yeah. Right? And, you know, I've been able to cough without peeing myself. Mm. I'm okay. And then they go and do all this heavy lifting, the jumping, all of that sort of stuff. They don't do the pelvic floor. Their hormones have changed. And then, boom, it's not so good downstairs. Mm. And that's a big shock. And, God, that's just a punch in the face when it comes to your confidence because you think that you should be, you're expecting to be better and stronger and fitter and feeling good mm. a year or more post the birth of your baby and yeah not so much and then your baby's huge and heavy but still wants to be carried so then your back hurts because you've been doing all the carrying <laughs> and and then you're trying to get back into work because that's what you think you should do and and it, it's a hard slog that that time so your experience with the weaning and the change in your yeah. metabolism because I I did definitely experience something similar but almost in the opposite effect um like I changed my diet and did this month of eating fully vegan and it was just purely as a bit of a personal challenge and you know something that I something that I wanted to challenge myself with and for me it was almost like that triggered the um kind of weaning process and you know triggered my body in a way that I think I probably needed because I still hadn't had my period back up until about two weeks ago I got it back for the first time and I celebrated when I got it because I was starting to get worried I remember <laughs> I, I told my partner I was like guess what and he was like what I was like, I just got my period. And he was like, And okay. he was not as excited as yeah, you. He was like, and we're excited about that? I was like, yeah, I know, that's quite weird, isn't it? Like never have I ever been excited when I have got my period before. And yeah, it's a funny thing, isn't it, that first period back? Mm. But um, yeah. yeah, I – Oh, cheers to you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. And now instinctively I feel like sort of ready to, to – procreate again like I want to have another child again whereas before <laughs> yeah, whereas before that I 
I, I like I've always wanted to. I want to have a little sibling for for my baby girl, and yeah. I want to have another child. But I I sort of had this underlying feeling of like not really being ready, like saying yes, I want to have another one, but not really being ready. And then mm. like, finally, when I got my period, it was just like you know, yeah, this sort of natural instinct kicked in, and I was like, no, I actually actually am ready now. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. But um, yeah, I think because I had changed my diet at that time it sort of triggered some things in my body which changed my lactation and and milk Mm -hmm. production and I actually do still breastfeed now but only once a day just in the mornings and um I think that's you know then what triggered my cycle my menstrual cycle to kick back in and so connected it's so crazy yeah it was sort of like you know almost in the opposite way to you and and yeah I sort of like lost lost this weight that I had been holding on to through throughout the um, pregnancy and breastfeeding and yeah sort of all happened in like the opposite way to what you're saying so different like we've gone through the same but totally different Mm. experiences Mm. so we will wrap it up because um you know we could talk for hours but before we do i just want to go through a couple of questions that our proactive community have have put up because they were you know interested to hear so um one thing was what has motherhood taught you oh gosh is this like a quick fire questions like you have to answer in like one word or (laughs) ten words one one thing for me of course but one thing particularly for me um motherhood has taught me to slow down Mm -hmm. because life's crazy and hectic but Mm. having him has slowed me down because particularly now you know he's just can see something like he'll stop and just stare at something and be like wow what's that and it's you know a tap dripping or something like it's something so basic but Mm. it's like okay these are all very new experiences or you know he's just finds the magic in everything Mm. and that's one thing that's so cool but also the fact that he's growing so fast is is also helping me to slow down and I think that is it's a great lesson. It's a great lesson to have learned. And I don't know yeah. that he sees the magic in that tap dripping. He's probably just trying to telepathically <laughs> tell you to get the tap fixed. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe he'll become a plumber. I'm yeah. not sure. One but the, the other thing, oh, so you go. No, I was just going to say that, um, yeah, for me it has totally put my life into a different perspective and I care so much less about things that I used to care about and I think that was a really important lesson and something that I've learned through this experience of transitioning into be, becoming a mother is that um, yeah it just puts life into a completely fresh perspective um, in a good way in a very Definitely. very sort of innate primal way yeah exactly it is it's just it's you can't describe it in words can you the other thing that I found through this last 12 months is I found myself as well like I found um my identity and I think that's one thing a lot of women say is 
that they lose their identity. You know, they become this mother to another person and then they sort of lose themselves a little bit in that. Mm -hmm. And one certainly um, challenge I found was juggling the different roles that I had. So being a mother, Mm -hmm. being a wife, being a, you know, in business, I found that all really hard and then finding some time that was just for me mm-hmm. um, because I often my yoga and things like that are the time for me but then I was merging that into becoming so much about productive that I, yeah, almost lost me in all of that and so then just to stop and do things that just were for me was so important and recently I've just started reading a novel just a book Mm. and I don't often read just a book Mm. because I read about information and I'm always learning and those sort of things but I was often always learning about pregnancy and birth and motherhood and those sort of things which are obviously related to my work and they weren't helping me to switch on off they were they were yeah more so switching my mind on and so that disconnection was really important mm. as our baths and going for walks outside and all of those things I found were so good for me to find me just me just by myself not recording it not going oh this would be a good post or this would be good Mm. (laughs) just be doing it just for me so So that's certainly grounding experience yeah definitely and I want to hold on to that because it doesn't matter what happens going forward um you know at least I know what's for me Mm. and you, you need that yeah that's beautiful yeah. One thing, um, another question was biggest challenges. Mm-hmm. What was the trickiest sort of thing? And one, I don't know about you, but not knowing how much time you have. Yeah. Oh with a God. nap. Oh, my do goodness. You, These naps. Do you often think like, oh, my God, like, you know, it's amazing how productive you can be when you don't have the baby to look after. <laughs> Like if I have some time to do some things on my own, like if my partner's looking after the baby or someone else is, I'm like, oh, my God, I just got so much done in in that time. Like what was I doing with my life before before a baby? <laughs> Wasting time. What was I doing with my life before a baby? Exactly. I am Miss Efficient. Mm. Like don't waste my time. I am here to do things mm. and I will do them quickly mm-hmm. and I will do them efficiently and they will get done because yeah. <laughs> I don't have a backup plan. Like I don't I don't have this afternoon. Exactly. Like I might not even get that second nap yeah. in, you know, like <laughs> 45 minutes to do 45 tasks and just out my way, watch me, <laughs> watch me go. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree so, with that. Yeah. You don't time even have knowledge. to put, you know, video it and fast forward it. It's like I am in fast forward yeah. at this time. <laughs> But no, that's one thing I've struggled with because like as an example, this afternoon I thought, okay, I might have half an hour or any second nap and it ended up being an hour and 20 minutes, mm. which is great. But if I had known I had an hour I and know. 20 minutes yeah. and that's the thing, you just don't. And so that's one thing I found, um, you know, running a business and trying to do household stuff is not knowing how much time you've got and where you put those priorities. Yeah. So you questioned before being like how do you prioritise 
this over that and how do you prioritize yourself before the laundry or before whatever it is I literally and had this conversation with my partner yesterday because I'm much the same I work for myself and I'm trying to juggle getting back into a bit of work and all that sort of thing and then yeah I'm the person at home looking after the household looking after the baby and it's really difficult to know what to prioritize isn't it Mm -hmm. and that's where you just got to put it into slots and be like all right uh, straight after breakfast we're gonna you know play but then do some dishes and do some stuff and all of that sort of stuff and then just before you go down that's when we'll you know go for a walk and that's some exercise for me even if I don't get anything else in Mm -hmm. and then you know as soon as you go down like those are the things Mm -hmm. and you know and if you've got some sort of regular routine then you can go okay I'm gonna put my alarm an hour before I know you normally wake up and that's when I can do some exercise or whatever whichever way and it doesn't always work so it was really hard for me to get my exercise in today Mm. I slept in through my alarm because I pressed snooze twice Mm -hmm. because I was tired (laughs) and then I tried to do little bits when Max was playing and he jumped all over me and it just didn't happen and then in that break when he went for his nap I was like I rolled up my yoga mat and I was like yep let's do some yoga and I was 10 minutes into 20 minutes of doing it and a guest rocked up and I was like hi and then they wanted to see Max and I was like yeah he'll be awake in five minutes and then 40 minutes later he wakes up and so I sort of spent 40 minutes with them and I'm like okay that's 40 minutes I didn't have to myself and so it was this but that's life And that's sometimes what happens. Yep. That's right. <laughs> so wrapping it up, I feel like motherhood's awesome. Motherhood's Love it to bits. so awesome. It's so At amazing. points I want to escape and go on a retreat, you know, totally. <laughs> as well. Absolutely. Like what you would do to have a day or a night to yourself <laughs> is scary to think, but at the same time it's – the biggest blessing and it's such an amazing experience and I never understood those parents who would look at you and they'd look so tired and they would go to you I'm so tired but it's the best and you're like I don't understand but I totally understand now because mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. and okay. it's so, it's something to celebrate yeah and we've hit Both our first milestone. One, we've got little one-year-olds. Congratulations. <laughs> we got through a whole year. We did a whole year and then we're going to look back and go, oh, we were so innocent and naive back when we just had one-year-olds. I know. I know. It's been mm. beautiful to share it with you, though. Share yes, the journey. same. And thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing so much and, um, yeah, allowing me to share my journey with you too. Mm, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved it. I honestly could sit here all night. <laughs> Shall we? Yeah. yeah. So, well, thank you so much for coming on board, Sophie. Really, really appreciate it. Anytime, Kez. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go, our whole journey right there for you. Hopefully you've enjoyed that. The show notes are over at pregactive.com. Thanks for listening to the Pregactive Podcast. 
We love hearing from you. So leave us a comment or a review. And hey, even request a future podcast when you head over to the show notes at pregactive.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend because the more, the merrier. See you next time.